3: It's Hump Day! Another great show brought to you this Hump Day Wednesday right there. That's a live look at the Tostitos Championship Plaza outside in front of the Ford Center where today, again, Kurt, again, Nate, again, Chris, another lovely, fantastic day. High of 80, currently 76 degrees, and the allergies are kicking my tail. <laughs> wow. Are kicking my tail. Ew. They are. They are. Mm. But we are here nonetheless, and we're going to give you the very best that we have because that is Nate Newton. He is Kurt What's Daniels. Done? I am Jesse Holly. Together we make Hanging with the Boys the sports talk equivalent of Braille. People feel us when we speak. The number one watch show via YouTube on the Dallas Cowboys platform. That is us by 100,000 views, and it's because of you. We also like to say thank you to Wingstop. They sponsor this segment, Wingstop, where Flavor gets his wings. Mm. Also, the 2022 wildcard watch party at the Miller Lighthouse. Dak Prescott and your Dallas Cowboys are headed to Tampa to take on Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the Wild Card round of the 2022 NFL playoffs. Come out to the Middle Lighthouse at AT&T Stadium for free. Free. I said free. That's right. I said free. Wild watch Party on Monday, January 16th. Cheer on the boys alongside the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders. Rowdy. While enjoying long games, food trucks, music, and more. Gates open up at 5.30 p.m. Kickoff is at 7.15 p.m. For more information, visit dallascowboys.com slash 2022 playoffs. You said I was Rowdy or Radley? Rowdy, okay, Rowdy, you guys, okay, you, you Rowdy, show out there.
0: Yeah, we doing it here. No, here. We doing it here. We doing it here. We'll be jumping and I was going to say something. <laughs> 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 we'll be jumping and having fun. <laughs>
4: You'll be wow. at Texas Live.
0: Yeah. I'll be at Texas yeah. Live. Yeah, I'll he be, will, man. I'll be See, at Texas he, Live doing what he was about to there's say. There's a doing. lot of ways we can get you know with not jesting them out there and us over here. So yeah, but uh, where will you be?
4: I'm going be resting comfortably on my couch watching the game. You know what, man? You know, and He had
0: a spot on the plane several years ago, and he kept turning it down, and I didn't max him no more.
4: No, I never, <laughs> I never was. I you always had, a spot had deadlines on the plane. here. We had a magazine to put over on, after the game, so, so I couldn't just, be traveling.
3: So you kept saying no, and they said, oh, well.
4: I don't know if they ever really offered. I think they did it first. I'm like, no, nah, yeah. I got business to take care of here.
3: So. Yeah, look journey. Look at you, look I'm at you being journey. Studious. Fine. Yeah. As the Cowboys get ready to take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the wildcard round Monday night at Raymond James Stadium in Tampa Bay, good news on the Cowboy front. Okay. Good news. Some reinforcements may be coming. Let's hope. Today on the practice field, the Cowboys activated. Uh, Jonathan Hakins, 20, 21 day practice window. Um, he'll be on the field today. Yes, sir. As well as the center, Tyler yes, Biadasz. He'll be on the field yes, today. Yes, sir. As well as linebacker, Leighton Vanderush. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. He'll be on the field today. Yes, sir. So the Cowboys are getting back a little bit I, of help. I guess Biadasz's strain wasn't as
4: that bad. Normally, a, in a high, a high ankle sprain, that's yeah. like four to six weeks. Yeah. And he's had two, so maybe it wasn't as bad as. I mean, maybe he's like he knows how to Wolverine,
3: play, yeah, and his yeah. heals so much quicker. <laughs> uh, as we get begin to break this thing down, Cowboys offense versus Bucks, yes, sir. Defense, yes, sir. Um, Nate, do you want to take this away? You, you said you have some things that you wanted to,
0: but I'm saying the same thing over and over again. That's fine. That's so fine. I, I'm yeah. gonna let you go on the we ride can, as can, long as can, you want to ride. We
3: can, we can work around that. <laughs> okay. I, I've known I've known you long enough to know. We about the Cowboys offense.
0: Offense. Yeah. This thing. Is only about two things. Number one, it is solely and only about the offensive line. Yes. This has nothing to do. C.D. Lamb would do what he has to do. Uh, the running backs would do what they – our offensive line has to heal quickly. We need B. Artish at the center. We need McGovern at the left guard. We need Tyler Smith at the left tackle. We need – they're all pro to be himself, Zach Martin, and we need for uh, Tyron Smith to pick his game up a little bit. This game will be controlled tempo-wise. Uh, and, and time of possession ain't so big with me if you're scoring points. I'm talking about touchdowns. Time of possession, is, it's about getting a two-touchdown lead if possible because in the, in the fourth quarter with two minutes left <laughs> or four minutes left n- – Nine points may not be enough. <laughs> I know seven I know seven is not. You see what I'm saying? So, yep. but what I'm saying, this is going to be about our, our offensive line. And this is going to be about, number two, our quarterback. Hmm. Everything else is going to take care of itself. think so? Oh, yes. What if we we match up everywhere else with, with the greatest of ease. With the greatest of ease. Greatest of
4: ease. Wow how how about uh, but like a running game hasn't been that well good
0: it, all we have to do is run the ball 31 times at an average of maybe 4.2 4.5 a clip that's what I've been doing. Like. I, it don't, find a way. <laughs> I love no, F- I, Find I, a way, man. I'm not cutting you off. Yeah, but, okay. But, but I, you can. That's why I'll say. Whatever you read. This
3: turn of Homer and Nate is happening. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is. I was waiting. I was waiting. I was waiting. Don't do no, that. no, 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 no. This no. is optimistic, I, Nate. I, I know. I was waiting on what day that we were going to get this turn. I knew it was coming. I. I knew it was coming. It was only a matter of time. Today's the day, hump day, <laughs> and now the tide is turning because everything that you say, Nate's like, "Well, we gotta do four point." I love, <laughs> I love this, Nate. I love when you get in your Nate Homer bag. So, but uh, go ahead, c- is continue this your turn.
0: Is this? Let me tell y'all something.
3: Well listen. listening.
0: If we can average around four point two, not have any negative plays on first down. Gain at least two or three. I'm not saying four yards. Right. Gain two or three yards. I'm talking about giving Dak a chance to use his tight ends, to use uh, C.D. Lamb. Uh, see, I, asked, I heard Haley uh, Sutton, uh, uh, one of our young ladies that work with us that does a great job. Shout out to you, you Haley. Know? And she asked, uh, Coach, what do you think about getting uh, Michael Gallup? Are uh, more in in tune to the game plan, you know, and and I, and I told a couple of people I said I don't care. What I need for is for C.D. Lamb to be more in tune. I need for Hilton to be more in tune. I need for Schultz. I I gotta go with what's what I know can bulldog it for me. And those are the three guys I know can bulldog it with me with Ferguson. If I'm going to have a fourth guy, I need for Ferguson to show up. Uh, one thing, I went and looked at the film on, on, on the Carolina Panthers, and I know we have a better offense than them. Mm-hmm. You know, I know our quarterback is better, and they 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 wiped up character. You know, Carolina got a little early touchdown, and then and then the on slot was on for Tampa. <laughs> mm-hmm. We are better than them. We have, but all of this is what I'm saying. If we musical chairing our, our offensive line, then all of what I'm saying is for nothing.
4: What about like okay for the first thirteen games? Pollard was averaging 5.2 yards per carry. Yes. Zeke was averaging 4.2. Yes. Steele went out yes. the last four games. Pollard is at 3.2 yards per carry, and Zeke's at 2.7. Mm-hmm. Even if they could be outish back, they're not going to have Steele back. How can they get this running game going?
0: They're going to have to, brother. This is this is playoff time. And, and, yes, a lot of what you've done in the regular season carries over into the playoffs. But this is your second. That's your second life. You have a thousand plays you can you can you can look at that will fit what you need done. All you have to do is maintain it. This ain't about can you score forty points. This is about can when you get in the red zone will you score at all? Because this team ain't giving up a lot, but this team ain't exploded. They exploded against the Panthers, but before that they wasn't exploded. Now they are getting all of their players back like we getting all our players back. So it's it's about who's going to execute. The first game, we didn't execute. It's been 16, 17, 16 games since that. Now we need to execute, you know. So it's about want to, man. And I and, and and maybe I'm going over the top, but I know what our running backs can do. I know what our wide receivers can do. And I'm talking about CD Lamb, I'm talking about TY Hilton. I'm talking about uh, Schultz, I'm talking about Ferguson. And I'm talking about Tony Pollard and Zeke. I'm talking about guys that can sit, can consistently bring down the ball for Dak. Now all I need for Dak to do is listen to, the not the people, but listen to your coach for them 15 seconds. Let him help you with these coverages and get the ball to the open man. You don't have to force nothing. Not in the playoffs. You force in the playoffs and, and the game is over. Keep this thing close until about the fourth quarter. Then somehow, some way, get up by fourteen points.
4: What, what that's your a miracle. Biggest up. worries, though. You mentioned all these skilled players. It doesn't. It don't click without that offensive line, right?
0: That's right. That's what I'm saying. Our offensive line has to. Biotis has to be back so everybody can go back home. <laughs> everybody. can – The left guard is who he is because they have. What's calling? Get with seventy four yards against him uh the Panthers see the game that counted for them was the Panthers game, and they didn't have a seventy four yards uh uh rushing against the bucks, but they had three hundred and some yards uh throwing it but that that wasn't enough uh they you know they, it's twenty four thirty game so I think we scored twenty four points I think our uh defense is good enough to keep us in the game, but still the factor is that other dude on the other side. You know, I mean, you agree, Jess? Yeah, you, you disagree? Uh,
3: yeah, no. I, a lot of stuff that you said, I, I absolutely agree with. Um,
0: you know, I know I sounded like a Homer Nate, but I, I gotta, no, 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 no. You yeah. sound like
3: you, you, this yeah. is you. This is yeah. this is. It, it's good stuff <laughs> that you were saying to answer uh, um, Kurt's question of of the run game. I think Kellamore has to get away from the predictable runs, first down run. Yeah, first yeah. Second down run. And so teams begin to say, this is the exact same team who said, after they played you, we knew exactly what oh, they were going right. to do.
4: Who was it? Uh, David? Was he the one that said that? Might have been. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember. One of the
3: linebackers. David, David. Yeah, David. on, a, on the... Right. So this is the guy that said, you know, this we knew what they were going to do. We, yeah. we watched film last year. We we, we anticipated them doing exactly what, and they did it. Mm-hmm. And we saw that in the last couple of weeks. You know, even last week, you're talking about how to, how to get this run game going and get this run game. Be Unpredictable. Now I'm not saying I, I don't not tricky, mm-hmm. not not not. But on first down, maybe throw a smoke screen. And if you throw it to the C.D. Lamb and he picks up four yards, guess what? That's a that's that's what we call an extended handoff, right? That's mm-hmm. a long handoff that we throw a smoke screen. And he gets four yards. It's no different. Than me turn around seven yards, handoff to Zeke, of Tony Pollard, and they getting four yards. It's an extended handoff. But what it does now is put you in second and second and six. And now the playbook opens up at second and six. You can run and even if you only get two yards, now we're at third and four. I like third and four. I like third and three mm-hmm. because those are manageable downs when you're talking about winning percentages in third downs. Don't get behind the sticks by trying to run up the middle at these guys. That, mm-hmm. That's not going to work. That's not going to work. When you talk mm-hmm. about guys like Akeem Hicks and Vita Vey and Golston and, 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 and Joe Uh, uh, Tyron, how do you pronounce it, Kurt? Uh, Sharika. 6'5",
0: 324 pounds.
3: It's not going to work. So you've got to be able to to get on the edge. And and when you get on the edge, get on the edge decisively because those linebackers, White and Davis, Hmm. they run a sideline to sideline. Maybe the best pair in the league. That might be between them and San Francisco, between Greenlaw and Fred Warner and these two, might be the two might be the two best paired together so for the Cowboys it's 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 being more creative in the run style getting those guys on the edges allowing guys like uh Zach Martin and 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 Tyler Smith to pull and get those guys in some in some space and I think the other thing is before 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 we go there the other mm. thing is I think that we have to do is is and we'll get more you know what Let's 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 hold off on that, okay, and we'll okay. we'll bring this up in the second half because I, I do want to dive into this a little bit more because I do agree with your second point. It's on Dak Prescott, and it's on Dak Prescott to trust what he sees, to trust what he sees, and I think that has been the problem with this offense and the quarterback and these interceptions is not trusting what he sees, and this particular defense gives. Dak Prescott, and his offense a little bit of trouble. Stay right here with us, and I'll tell you why it does on the other side of this break. Kurt, Nate, Jesse Holly, we are hanging with the boys. Stay right here with us. When we get back, we'll discuss that. We'll discuss the, the defense of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and get you set and ready to go as we break this thing down. Cowboys, uh, Tampa Bay, Monday Night Football. This is Hang with the Boys. We'll be right back.
5: I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys.
1: If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them yokiero yokiero guacamole. With the boys.
3: Back to hanging with the
1: boys.
3: Welcome back to hanging with the boys on this hump day Wednesday. The Cowboys are getting themselves ready set to go versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers Monday night football at Raymond James Stadium in Tampa Bay. We're looking up the TV right now. They have, um, Akeem Hicks. He's on kind of breaking down with, you know, their, their, their outlook on this game. And, you know, before we went into the break, I talked about the second part of Nate's question was it's on Dak Prescott. And I do believe, like I said yesterday, this is his moment. This, Mm -hmm. this is the moment for Dak Prescott. He will, he will have to propel his team to victory in my opinion. Um, he is going to have to eliminate that stigma that he's kind of attached to himself in the last seven games where he's th- thrown a, at least one interception in the last seven games. Three of those seven games, he's thrown a pick six. Yeah, Three pick sixes in the last seven games. Uh, th- that's that's unacceptable on any standard. Um, guys don't throw three pick sixes all season, let alone three pick sixes in the last seven games. Mm. And the, the biggest thing that I see when it comes to Dak Prescott offensively, it, it's trusting what he sees. I've I've we've had this conversation before about this offense being um, received like route running wise being a, a man beating offense that runs man beating routes in a lot of situations, and what ends up happening a lot of times is you'll see Dak Prescott. And it was a play that was going on yesterday between Dan uh, Dan Olowski and Kurt Warner, two former NFL quarterbacks, one a little bit better than the other. But I, I respect both of their abilities to break down film and watch film. And they were showing the pick six, and, you know, Dan's on one hand saying, hey, that, that ball should have never even been thrown there. Like leverage coverage-wise said that ball should have never been thrown there. Kurt Warner kind of opposed to it, and he kind of brought up two clips. And the second clip that he brought up um, – I'm watching Dak Prescott in the pocket and there there's there's a there's a couple things that I saw was the second clip that Kurt Warner brought up not the pick 6 but another play where it was actually could have been completed you saw Dak Prescott not trusted and he hesitated and he and he's ugh. and that's we're seeing that far too much with Dak Prescott we're seeing the hesitation we're seeing the the doubt sometimes in his throws um and partly that that that's a that's a it's kind of a, a multi part breakdown because part of it is some of the receivers that he has running these routes are not the best route runners. The other part is, again, like I said before, the offense in itself doesn't lend always to be favorable in any coverage. The the, the route <gasps> concept doesn't become favorable in any coverage. It's like it's a man route, but they're playing a zone. Uh, do I trust it? Yeah. Um, and then the third part is is, is Dak recognizing it, recognizing coming to the line of scrimmage and recognizing where the ball should go, and then quickly getting it there. And in the last couple games, you, you and you heard him say that in the last game, it was I, I'm trying to make a play. I'm I'm trying to get us going. I'm trying to get us this. And, and sometimes when you when you outthink the system, it backfires. Mm-hmm. When 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 excuse me, when when you get to the point where it's like, hey, you know, John Kitt would always talk about take profit. And sometimes it's like, yo, if the check down is there, take it.
4: Yeah.
3: That that's a five yard gain, that's profit. Well and maybe that (coughs) jump starts you being able to get some momentum. But don't look off the check down or don't look off the flat route or the shorter route. And fixate on this route down the field that may not develop, and your pocket is breaking down. You don't have time to throw. You don't have. Now you've locked in. I, I gotta make a play. I gotta make a play. I gotta make a play. And it, it takes you off the focus of, but what does my profitable reads tell me? If the profitable reads tell me in this coverage that I should go to the flat or in this coverage, take the check down, but my mind is saying we need to make a play, our energy is not there, da 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 da. Well, you've missed that. Fixated on this, and now you force it in there. And I've had this conversation with my guy uh, uh Will Steele. We t- I talked about how the aggressive throws, even when complete, are dangerous throws, and it gives you false hope because you'll you'll throw an aggressive throw that should not be thrown and complete it, and you think, "What a hell of a throw! What a great throw!" In moments when you don't need to have it, and then you come back to that well again, and then percentages dictate you shouldn't have went there the first time and you got by. But you went there again because you got there the first time and now you you, you, turn, you know, turn over on downs or now you're punting or in worst case scenario in Dak's situation has been an interception. So I think that is the second most important part of this. And this covers, this is Todd Bowles, been in this league for a very long time. They're going to run Tampa too. And they have the hogs up front. When you talk about Akeem, uh, we're talking about Vita Vea, Will Ghoston, and 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 Joe to rush for, and they'll bring Davis and they'll bring other guys off the you know as you know added in. But they're going to drop a lot of guys in coverage and make Dak have to figure out where guys are blitzing from, coming from, and where guys are dropping to. And if he doesn't figure that out, it won't matter what anybody else does because he'll be under siege. And he was the first game. Mm. They sacked him four times the first game, and I think they had about like nine or 10, 12 pressures on him in that game. So it's going to be figuring out where guys are coming from because they're going to disguise the hell out of this defense and make Dak have to pick through things.
4: Yeah. I can't decide if, if hearing that great ex, that was great and I can't decide if Dak is gun shy because you said he was kinda of hesitating on that out, or if he's gunslinging it too much because he's trying to force it down down the field. You know, it,
3: it, and, but that is—that's the thing. It's—it's it's the, the indecisiveness, confidence thing. It, maybe, it's, I think he has confidence, but it's again trying to do too much. Mm-hmm. When, when you have a situation where, again, hey, if 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 the under route is right here in front of your face, then stop looking at the 16-yard dig that ain't mm-hmm. open yet. Take the under. And then if you take the under twice, guess what happens? Now guys go, man, they beat us twice in that under. Now they cheat up. Now the 16-yard dig is in there. Yeah. you know. Or, hey, take this profit in the flat. Give the ball to Tony Pollard in the flat, Zeke in the flat, and let them get five, six, seven, eight yards. Maybe they break a tackle, whatever it is. But now what happens is those linebackers now have to respect that your windows open up in the back end, cornerbacks come up, linebackers come up now you're able to move and matriculate the ball down the field in other areas, but don't miss the profit as in real estate they say don't step over dollars for pennies hmm. don't step over profit for recklessness or aggressiveness yeah. don't step over dollars for pennies the hmm. thing that is killing us
0: is if we didn't if we didn't have the athletes and i'm talking about Tony Pollard. We didn't have him coming out of the backfield, uh, or or you didn't have the belief system in your tight end because I don't think he's a great athlete. But why do you got these guys? You you, you the, the Jones is when I pay franchise a dude, and you, you don't use him in the biggest parts of the game. Why? why you know you you featured him all last year. And all of a sudden, you you won't you won't give him you won't give him the ball when you see it was a it was a throw early in the game where he looked at CD that he was short he he looked he went downfield and he patted twice then it was still open and he finally threw it to CD I'm like wasn't he open for a while there yeah and do yeah he been open for I'm like what is Dak thinking yeah
4: uh, does it you know, this is a problem that he has to fix, it sounds like, mentally. Now he's going up against Tom Brady. Is there more? No, the, he's
0: going up against that Tampa defense. That That's I, what killed him last time. I it, know. It's
4: the defense, but there's also this aura of I have to match Tom Brady. He's going to put up his he's points. Out, i got to th- put mine.
0: He, I listened to the last show, and they talked about he outduel Tom Brady. And the first thing I t- text was,
4: <laughs> who won the game? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But does, does that add to his? No, he shouldn't. Trying, he's trying to. I know it shouldn't. But as a quarterback sitting back there, he's like, man, I you know I got to make this play. Da da da.
3: You know, Tom in the Brady. back of your mind, when you play against guys like that—Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers—you think about if I don't get something, like I can't have multiple possessions with no points, mm-hmm. because you're always thinking in the back of your head, he's gonna get one. And then as the game begins to get closer and closer and closer to the end, and it's still within that puncher's chance, there would not be a person in this building if we hooked them up to a lie detector test and they told you if if it was three minutes left, two minutes left, and you had to give Tom Brady back the ball. Would you be scared? There's not <laughs> yeah. one person. If you had to give Tom Brady back the ball with three, four, two minutes left in the game, and he's down three, four, six, seven points, are you afraid? There's not a person in this building, if you hooked them up to a lot of technical tests, tech, will tell you, "Nah, I ain't scared. I will call that person, and I don't care how big they are, I will call them a liar to their face. So in the back of your mind, as the game begins to go on, you're thinking about that. You're thinking about, boy, if we don't pull away, if, if they make this a, a puncher's chance, they're going to find a way to get that last possession. And, and, and Tom and – and then 45 seconds, 35 seconds, one timeout, he finds a way to do it. This is where Tom beats you. You
0: have to keep this a six-possession game in the first half and, more importantly, in the second half. You have to keep this a six-possession game where Tom and Aaron Rodgers – And all these great ones get you is when they have the seventh and the eighth possession. That's where they're deep, where you thinking you out-dueling Tom and you throw that interception going down the stretch. You up by three and you throw that interception. Now all of a sudden Tom got to go 60 yards with that seventh possession. And it can be a minute left or it can be two minutes left. But when he give you the ball back, it's about 10 seconds left, and you done lost the game. Yep. Stay within yourself. Keep this a six-possession six game apiece. Don't give them no extra. The, the ball is the Even NFL Films, a billion-dollar movie industry for the, Dallas, for the NFL, told their people 100 years ago, Quit following the player and follow the ball because the ball would take you to the (laughs) player. (laughs) Okay? So we have to keep the ball. It is the most prized possession.
3: Yep. All right, well— that segment was brought to you by blockchain, Blockchain.com. Blockchain. Blockchain. Dot Dot com. There you go. <laughs> we need to blockchain our offensive line this weekend. For but, real, chain <laughs> <of> them together. <camera. laughs> but, uh, but also, the Star District, the lovely district that we are in right now, just steps away from the Dallas Cowboys World Head Club, Headquarters in Frisco. Visit the District, the Star District, your destination for excellent dining, premier shopping, and exciting events. Visit thestardistrict.com for more information. All right, we'll take our third and final break, or our second. We'll take our final break of this show. When we come back, we're going to break down Tampa Bay's defense and what they do. Todd Bowles is the head coach, but he's also the defense coordinator, and how they're going to try to confuse the Cowboys and what their strengths are. Stay right here with us. This is Hanging with the Boys. We'll be right back.
5: For crypto pros, rookies, and anyone in between, Blockchain.com makes it easy to own a piece of the future. Blockchain.com, trusted by millions,
3: travel.com
2: back to hanging with the boys
3: as we conclude the final what is this I messed it all up as we finish out this show yeah sure as we put in the final touches of this show today the final conclusions of this show. I'm gonna get it right. I, yeah, oh, yeah. I fumbled that one. You're doing great. Of, yeah, sometimes you just players mess up. Uh, we're gonna just continue to break this thing down. Cowboys, Tampa Bay, Monday night. You know, is there is is there a little advantage? I uh, sorry, disadvantage playing on Monday night. I
4: I would think maybe for the Cowboys just because they're already on the road, they're already. Facing Brady, maybe that's one more distraction to it. I don't know, but you were saying yesterday that you guys got up for Monday night. So,
0: well, the, the, the thing is, we had a different mindset. You know, uh, I don't know, and you can look it up, but I don't. Did we have just a, a crazy loss like that going into the? Final playoff week or something. You know, I, I don't know. I don't yeah, remember last that. Last year we
4: won. I think. You know, I'm talking, about, I
0: know I'm talking about some of cow- my Cowboys oh. when I played. Uh-huh. Did we have a crazy loss like that. You know, everybody you listen to on the big-time radios out there in the street, and, you know, uh, I, I think I'm probably about the most pumped-up guy you're going <laughs> to see out of all the shows we we do because everybody's saying they didn't turn loose this, th- that loss. I Right about now, you can't afford to think anything else. All you got to do is, you got to go back in there and pull up tapes where you've been successful against better defenses. What runs have we generated against the better defenses? Uh, why we went away from these runs? What that's what a, that's what a a, a, a guy like uh, Kellum got to do, and he got scouts. Ain't nobody out scouting. Everybody is breaking down the Bucks. So, hey, man, get some of your gophers. Say, hey, man, what were the most successful plays we had against better defenses? What can we do? How do we do it? Uh, you know, what do we look like? You got, to, you got to put tape and film out there because you, know the we, you should know the weaknesses of yourself, you know. Uh, and, and, and now you ain't showing that to your player. You're showing, your player, okay, well if we do this, and ex, it's all about execution. The preparation has been put in uh, over the year. You got the sweat equity that you put in to these plays. You should know. Yeah. You should know what's successful. And it, and it ain't about – and maybe – see, I'm always hoping I'm wrong because I want to win so bad. But I, I, I tell people, Coach Johnson used to tell us, and y'all hear me say this a thousand times probably by the end of it. Coach Johnson used to tell us. He used to tell our offensive line. Sometimes he would come in the offensive line meeting. he said, say, fellas – I need for y'all to play your best game. He said, guys, if y'all play y'all best game, I got the skill position guys to do the job. Hmm. He said, but I need for y'all to play y'all best game. And what I mean by that, he said, "A, a sack may happen here, a sack may happen there, but we need for our quarterback to be clean. He don't need to be knocked off the spot. He don't need to be rushed, and he don't need to be hit late. Work on your techniques that you put in all year, your sweat equity, and be the best you can be as one unit. And and that's what we tried to do. And so our offensive line, and that's what I've been trying to get everybody all year to understand. How can you ask eight guys to play five positions and some three guys playing all over the place, how do you build sweat equity, and how can you go in there and face your office line now and say, hey, fellas, you are five. I know y'all wasn't five, but you're, now you are <laughs> five. We're not going to rotate you in. We need you to give us our best. That don't even make sense now. <laughs> not with Vita Vail,
4: <laughs> oh, Akeem
0: Hicks, and this big – they got a linebacker that's 6'7". Lord, geez. Dak, remember that guy intercepted by a dude that was 6'7"? Sh- sweat. Because he said he mm. couldn't – Judged, <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh, uh, oh, you know, as as you get prepared for this game, I know that we have some listeners that said, "Oh, you know, Jesse, Nate, Kurt, you guys are doom and gloom, and you guys are this and this and that, and and you know, the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers had not played well this year. They're eight and nine. We're twelve and five. They 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 don't got it going on. I you know, we 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 sensationalize Tom Brady, and I think." Rightfully so, yeah. um, but a lot of people will sit here and say, "I'm just telling you, Nate." A lot of people will just sit here and say they're eight and nine. Mm-hmm. They they ain't played well all year, and, and my only rebuttal to that is is two. It's one, you're right, they haven't. They, have they, 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 have they, they haven't. They haven't. They have it. They, They're, they're eight right. and nine, and and yeah, I think if you just look out on roster wise, we're probably a better football team. Mm-hmm. But I also go back because you know. I'm I'm entering that I'm entering the Nate Newton phase in in life where you're talking about all the analytics, the the EPA, the IPOs, <laughs> right. right, the RII, I, I, all that kind of stuff. Sometimes I'm not smart enough for it. <laughs> I'm not. I really I really am not. But I can sit down and watch a football game and tell you everything that you need to yeah. know about that game. Yeah.
0: Right, right.
3: And I go back and I look when we play teams like the Colts. When we played teams like Washington mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and other teams, we became, in sort of ways, the prescription. We became the medicine to fix all the ailing things that they had going on. Mm-hmm. Teams couldn't run the ball well. What happened? They come play us, they run for 150 yards. Yeah. Teams can't play defense well. What happened? to come to us, they get three sacks and, t- and an interception. So it's like every time we go and play a team, it seems like, you know, well they, they aren't good at X, Y, and Z, and then they play us and you're like Where what? did this guy come from? What, 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 what happened? <laughs> yeah. Like you know, thirty two
0: for for the Redskins. Yeah. Who is thirty two for the Redskins? Yeah. The commanders.
4: That's you know, I am excuse, to, excuse it's me. Excuse me. Yeah. I'm old, my hair <laughs> got <by> chopped off. <laughs> I was talking to one of our broadcasters who was on the sideline during pregame warm ups and the whole thing and, and they were saying that it just felt different. Like it didn't, it, it just didn't feel like. No, they didn't think they were going to lose, but it didn't have that same. You know, you get the gut feeling. It right, just right, didn't right. have that same feeling to it on the sideline. The lines, vibe, as the, the young people say, and well, like Curse said it the other day. It's like we, we know we're not right, but we don't know why. You know, more or less. I know uh, why. If
0: if if, 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 if
4: Nation Nation, sure yeah, mm-hmm. shouldn't he
0: have been getting all the reps he could get? Well, yeah,
4: what did you think? Well, we can talk about defense tomorrow. But yeah,
0: but, but now I I watch the Panthers game and Pan- and I'll say it again, Panthers offense ain't better than ours. But they went out there with their scroll players and trying guys out and let's go practice during the game. They weren't doing that. They were trying to beat the Panthers. And if we were going for a position, I'm especially in the first quarter. And a half. Once we saw that New York really, really laid it down mentally, why did we just keep running our guys
3: out there to get demolished?
0: <laughs> you get what I'm saying? It's all about a mindset, right?
3: And I think when you look at Tampa Bay's defense, um, like I said earlier, they they run a Tampa two defense, right? So they're gonna have they're gonna have traditionally four down linemen, middle linebacker, you know, Sam Mike. Will. Three linebackers. They're going to run a cover two defense. in that same out route. That going to be that. Better, no, no, <laughs> same not, <laughs> out route.
4: They
0: better not throw it. Um, We're better cones.
4: Do you consider that the best defense, I guess? No. As a receiver,
3: did you like to see the Tampa two, or is there something else that you would? No, you like to see man-to-man coverage. Okay. That was, mm-hmm. Man-to-man covers or cover three, you like to see that. Because they go – Man-to-man and, tam- and, and, and cover three, they, they're going to pretty much give you – cover three, you, you don't give you everything underneath. Hmm. So you can catch it and you make plays. Man-to-man coverage, that's what you live for. You live for to have a guy line up in front of you and say, you can't win down the field, you can't – whatever the route you is. But it's this defense, it's the cover two defense because of the way they disguise it. Because you know it's going to be cover two primarily at the time. But the thing that gets you is who's coming. Hmm. Who's the fifth guy that they are inserting? And sometimes, you know, that middle linebacker, he's always going to turn to the in Tampa too. That middle linebacker is going to drop down the middle of the field. He's the whole player down the middle of the field, and he's always going to turn and run to the strength. So, if the Cowboys line up in a two by two, guess what? He going to sprint down the middle of the field and settle. If they run a three by one, a three by you know, three by two, however they break it, or if they run two by two in the back is to the left side of him, then he's gonna turn and run to the what is facing the left hand side. The backs to the right side, that's now the strip two by two, that's now three by two. He's gonna run down the middle field and turn this way. So that, that's what they want to do, but they're gonna insert someone else at some point in time. And where they confuse you at because they do have athletes up front. The kid like Akeem Hicks where they may bring uh um they may bring Devin White on the blitz and drop him into the flat where Devin White was supposed to be. Hmm. So they do things like that to try to confuse you. And that's the thing that we have to be ready and prepared for of when they brought, when they bring guys, picking them up. And this goes back to your point, Nate. When you begin those musical chairs, when you begin inserting guys, taking guys out every other series, what happens is because as players, we begin to chronicle things that we saw happen throughout right. the game. Right? We go, oh, okay. Now I've seen this look before. He's dropping out. Okay, the blitz is coming from here. And so by the game goes on, you begin to pick things up. But if you, I'm out one series, in one series. I'm out one series, in one series. well, when I come back in, I got to recalibrate what I, you know, I, I'm putting the pieces together again. That's why I'm leaving guys out there sometimes, and that's defensively as well. I need to see these route concepts happen in front of me, so when I'm able to to, to picture this thing. So, you had something you wanted to say? Yeah. And 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 th- and what
0: makes this team so unique is they run a three four, a basic. Three, four, That's their base defense. Now, they run a lot of reduced look, you know, where they bring in the, the tackle down. I mean, the defensive end down to the tackle position. and It looks like a, a four-man front. But they have enough athletic linebackers to do just what Jesse's saying. Yeah. They ain't necessarily got to take their line. That is the, when you are a good team, a good defensive team, you don't have to take a, a, a lot of pieces. Like we have, you can see four or five guys running on and off the field. It... Well, they don't do that all the time. They like, okay,
4: our defense is ready. Is it a whole different yeah. challenge when you're facing a really tough front four or whatever compared to a really tough second line of linebackers?
0: The front four is always going to dictate everything. XTCU, hmm. the front four is going to dictate everything. It, the front four, if you got a front four, I mean, I remember we used to play Philadelphia. Reggie, uh, Clyde Simmons, uh, Jerome Brown, and then they had Pitts and the other kid. When them, when them four dudes lined up, or when they went to bear, when nothing happened. <laughs> <laughs> the linebackers fed off of that.
3: Right. Yeah. And and, it, and it, a lot of it had to do with if 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 you can win the trench war, now guys like Levante David and Devin White, they free. Yeah. Ain't nobody touching them. And that's, that, that was the problem that we had last week. And the week before that was for our offensive linemen to stick on blocks. It's one thing to go, all right, I'm blocking Nate. Right. But, okay, I get to Nate, point of contact. Do I hold and sustain that block? Right. If I get to Nate, make contact, and then he sheds me or he falls off, well, then I got to the right guy, but I didn't sustain my block. And that's what's been happening up front for the Cowboys, that they, they've been getting to the right person or they've been late – Getting to, to people as far as a combo block where I'm on him a hair too long. That linebacker, he gone. He gone. And now you're getting a half a man, but he he even he leaving. So th- that that's been the problem. And and this this defensive front is going to give you some problems up front. But again, they're beatable. They're beatable if we are, if we're not predictable. So all right. That concludes today's show, this hump day show. I hope you all are having a great week. I hope we gave you the information that you need. And we're not doom and gloom. We're just trying to give you things as we see them, as we break this thing down. We do think the Cowboys have an absolute chance to win this football game. And we're going to speak more about that tomorrow. We're going to talk about the Tampa Bay offense and the Cowboys defense. And we're going to break that down and give you our thoughts and our opinions and what we see on that. So I I hope that you guys were willing to join us again tomorrow. For Kurt, my guy. Yes, sir. For Nate, my dude. Yes, what's up? For baby? Chris in the back. For Audio Jazz. For Brother William. Yes. Brother Willie and Brother Will. All of you. Us, Will got three names. All one. <laughs> I want to make sure I get them all. <laughs> Willie. Uh, Willie. Uh, I. 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 And most importantly, of course, you, the people who made us the most watched YouTube show on the Dallas Cowboys network. We appreciate you. Tell a friend to tell a friend that you can always come and hang with mm. the boys. I am Jesse Holly. We yes. are hanging with the boys until next time. We out. Out. This has
2: been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about you, Cowboys? Yeah!